our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With the holidays coming up and the end of the year approaching, things are getting a bit busy and a bit stressful. So why not take a few major things off your plate, like meal planning and grocery shopping? HelloFresh cuts out the stress of planning out your menu and delivers easy-to-follow and delicious recipes right to your door, which means you can enjoy cooking and get dinner in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers over 23 recipes each week, featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients for you to choose from. Choose from low-calorie, carb-smart, vegetarian, or pescatarian menus, or family-friendly, like we did. And get every single recipe packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers that is all pre-portioned for your convenience. That way you can cut down on grocery bills and food waste. This time we cooked up the Gouda Vibes Burger, and let me tell you, not only was it so easy to make and the cleanup so minimal, but that was honestly one of the best burgers I've ever had. HelloFresh now owns Green Chef, which you guys know I've talked about and raved about before. My new favorite thing is to switch between the two and make a perfectly curated menu that my family loves. Now you can get a discount from both. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MorningCup10 and use the code MorningCup10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash MorningCup10. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. Scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cup of murder. As a mom, you feel the deep, primal need to protect your children. Call it instinct, call it love, call it that mama bear mentality. Either way, nothing is more protective than a mother, at least in most cases. On January 27, 2011, a mother in Tampa, Florida, did the unthinkable and her children were left unprotected. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Julie Power Schenecker met her future husband, an army colonel named Parker Schenecker, when he was stationed in Germany and she was working there as a Russian linguist in the 1980s. Like most couples in love, the pair got married and had two children to complete their family a girl named Calix, and a boy named Bo. The family, who at some point relocated to Tampa, Florida, were described as a typical happy family unit. But as we know from listening to hundreds of these stories, not all happy families remain that way once the doors are closed. 
On November 6, 2010, police were called to the Schenecker home to investigate an allegation of child abuse made by Calix. And though the charges were never filed, Julie admitted to hitting her teenage daughter. According to what Calix told her counselor at her weekly therapy appointment, her mother repeatedly hit her in the face with an open palm for close to a minute when they were on their way to her cross-country practice. The only reason a report wasn't filed was because when police were called four days later, Calix had no visible signs of abuse. And that was it. With the exception of this issue, which not many even knew about, the Schenecker family did a very good job at keeping up appearances. But when police cars showed up to the house on January 28, 2011, all masks were dropped and the family issues were put out there for all the world to see. That's the day that Leslie called police saying she could not reach her daughter, Calix. They pulled up to a two-story house at the end of the cul-de-sac to find Julie unconscious on the patio. Blood splattered across her white bathrobe. Inside of the home were the bodies of 16-year-old Calix and 13-year-old Bo. Bo was inside of the SUV that was parked in the garage while Calix lie in her bedroom, both shot with a 38 caliber hours before, putting their time of death on January 27th. Julie was able to regain consciousness and instead of regaling police with a story of an unknown intruder or a robbery gone wrong, she openly admitted to killing her two children because, quote, they talked back and were mouthy. The perfect mother, it seemed, had cracked her perfect facade. She would later change her story slightly and while she took the blame for their deaths, said she had saved them that Calix had recently learned she had bipolar disorder and that Bo had been sexually abused by a person she refused to identify, that she saved her kids from the abuse and life with a mental illness, neither of which has ever been corroborated, that she shot Bo twice while being driven home from soccer practice, came home and did the same to Calix as she sat at her computer doing her homework. Bo was left where he sat in the car while Calix was carried to her bed, her mouth pushed up into a macabre smile. After getting released from the local hospital for pre-existing condition, Julie Schenecker was arrested and held without bail. On February 6, 2011, she was indicted for the first-degree murder of her two children and pleaded not guilty, her lawyer stating they intended to pursue an insanity plea. Parker Schenecker, who was deployed at the time of the murder, divorced his wife two months later while Julie was awaiting her trial. He would later file a wrongful death lawsuit against his ex-wife to try and limit her access to their assets, which was being used for her legal defense. Both the defense and the prosecution spent over a year reviewing the computer files from the Schenecker home. And finally, in April of 2014, Julie's trial officially began. Parker, who was stationed in Qatar at the time of the murders, testified at trial that his ex-wife struggled with mental health issues, in particular bipolar disorder, on and off throughout their entire marriage, that she had been mixing pills and alcohol in the time leading up to the murder, but said he never worried about the children's safety, though he was planning on sending Calix to a boarding school to, quote, let the situation settle down. But probably the most damning piece of evidence was a spiral-bound notebook. In it, Julie wrote things like, Oft bow in the van, and Next shot to the mouth, his mouthy mouth. And it became hard for the jury to see her as anything other than a mother who killed her children. She went on to complain about having to move the planned murder, 
because of an unforeseen three-day waiting period after purchasing the revolver and complained constantly about her daughter's, quote, sassy attitude, that she constantly criticized her mother, an attitude Bo was now adopting, and was fearful Parker was going to leave her. She felt as though she was losing everything and had no choice. She wrote about sneaking up behind Calix and giving her one bullet to the head and another to the mouth, saying, Bo and I are going to heaven, wish heaven for Calix too. The defense attempted to combat the obvious evidence by saying that Julie had lost her battle with mental illness and had been keeping her life together despite being molested at the age of six and raped at 17. That she was plagued with manic highs and lows and could not help the hands that she was dealt in life. That ultimately, she had tried her best. On May 15, 2014, Julie Schenecker was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to two concurrent life terms. In her first public interview, Julie told the world she did not regret killing her children and would do it all over again to save their lives. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 28th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.